Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Last episode, we, we were talking about legacy code bases and how we approach bug reporting. And uh, this episode, I thought it might be nice to kind of maybe view this as a continuation of that discussion, you know, the 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 higher level concept of inher inheriting a legacy mm -hmm. code base, but more from the aspect of organization of the code. And, and I guess what I'm thinking of is kind of a couple different dimensions. So there's like the file and folder structure, and then maybe there's like the internal structure of the code itself, like how things are grouped into services or classes or, you know, different things like that. So um, let's, let's kind of, I, I have a project or two in mind, Aaron, <laughs> we worked on together where we had to, walk this um, balancing beam of uh, not going too far, but also having to make it slowly better. So I'll, I'll kind of use that as a jumping off point and I'll let you react to it. Okay. So let, let, let's picture you just inherited a code base and I'm going to, I'm going to pick an example of a, a legacy code base. Again, we won't name names, but we worked on together sure. and, and I would call this where like the, the old school, traditional PHP, no framework, right? No okay. framework at all. And so <laughs> kind of having that project in mind, when we opened it up, some of the things we found, um, everything pretty much in the public directory, um, for some reason, folders sim linked into other folders and it became unclear, like if this code was duplicated or <laughs> things like that. So what, what goes some, to your mind? Sometimes file, files were even linked themselves, hard linked. Right, individual files. So like mm -hmm. what went through your mind when, cause we knew we wanted that, that had to be improved for multiple valid reasons, but um, what was the thought process you had when you looked at the first time and how to, how to tackle making it better? Well, I think one of the things I, I thought about when I first saw that was that, uh, well, I'll be honest. First thing I thought was, oh, I hate all this, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I, I opened like, ah, oh, what is this? But, but the first thing I did is I, I, I left it alone and I did a couple of bug fixes. Um, because I figured it's it's probably I mean I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it for today's episode. It's probably all garbage, but let me just try to work in a little bit just to make sure mm -hmm. that I'm not you know wrong. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and if we fast forward to the end, I wasn't wrong. It was all garbage, and you know we're working on making it better. But <laughs> right. but along the lines, you have to kind of figure out what is specifically garbage about it. Why do, why yeah. does this quote suck? Um, yeah. And I can think of the first example I ran into is that we had something we had to change. And uh, there, there was, you know, there's the IDE couldn't even make sense of stuff because it was just mm -mm. like old school. Everything was all mixed up. Yep. So I, I did a, I did like a search, you know, and to find where all the instances of this sort of concept are. And it came up with like 16 results. And so I go into the first one and I, I change the stuff and I'm, I'm now I'm making a mental picture in my head. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is this is important. Is we kind of talked about this before. It's not time to change the structure. It's time to develop the understanding of what you're in. Yeah. Be because I think sometimes we like to think that uh, everyone thinks like, oh, that developer before me was an idiot. Well, I mean, sure, but uh, but really, they had a thought process, mm -hmm. and it's probably not written down. So it's it's probably going to save you a lot of time if you just kind of remove that bias just for yeah. a little bit. You can let it come roaring back later. <laughs> But well, yeah, it for it's a not productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just kind of see if you can pick up on what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. And and so that's that was kind of my thought is I'm going to try to pick up on what this person was thinking, you know. So 
I go and edit it the first place. I open it in the second place and it's not there. I'm like, but, <laughs> but it literally found it. Yep. And I realized, oh, the second result was a symlink yep. version of the first one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that must mean all of the ones below that are probably duplicates. And I, you know, I'm like, nope. Some nope. of those were like, some of those were like in the symlink folder. Then mm-hmm. there was a real file and stuff. Yeah. And so I, that, that kind of, that whole first ex- um, exercise though, kind of put me in the mindset of there isn't, I haven't yet thought of a pattern or there isn't a pattern for whether a whole folder is symlinked, um, just a file or a mix. And, and so I then know that I have to kind of check these things and even know that some might go away in the middle because they're linked. Right. Um, I can't make an assumption about that. Yeah. And I, there's kind of two points I picked up on there as you were talking. One um, is like one of the benefits of not just diving in and changing things is because there were surprises. And so even just mm-hmm. like a very simple refactoring or bug fix or whatever revealed to you the surprises about the symlinks. And yet not everything was a symlink. Um, the other point I, I thought was kind of interesting too, is like getting into the mindset of the developer. It made me think of like, like an, a crime show on TV where they have the, the psychological <laughs> profiler come in and they're like, right. All right, to catch this guy, we got to get into his mindset. But, but that's valuable too, because it's um, even if you don't agree with it, if you can actually figure out like what, why did they symlink this instead of copying it? It, it sort of helps you unwind it better because mm-hmm. you at least have an understanding maybe of why it was done in the first place. Yeah. A, a very good point. Um, as we were looking through then some of that, I think you're looking at the project at the same time, you know, from a different aspect, yep. some different changes and stuff. Um, we started to get a better idea of kind of how it was put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we came up with a really interesting uh, conversation halfway through we were kind of doing maintenance and kind of taking over for the another developer that just disappeared mm-hmm. um and, and i remember you asking like should we just replace this back end with laravel um and keep their front end because the front end was a, a whole other beast it was oh you know, boy <laughs> it was in a language that was you know popular 13 years ago yep um you know <laughs> there, there is you know there's a lot to, to unwind there and you said so maybe we should just start replacing the back end with the front you know or, or with laravel and I'd tell you, I really kind of wanted to, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I said, no, I don't think we should yeah. because there's still enough that we haven't figured out here. There's a lot of code duplication mm-hmm. um, and we just need to know this a little bit better. And maybe in the future we'll, we'll pose like a larger rewrite. Uh, but now we, we still have too much, too many things. And I'm not sure if all of them are in use. So I don't know. Right. If right. It's, I don't know if it's worth almost the system of having two backends in a way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just was too early at the time. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit because, uh, you know, that that's certainly one style of project we've inherited um, mm-hmm. the lack of organization or the, the bewildering organization. But there's another kind that I've seen more than once and it's like the overly organized. And so what I mean by that is like, for example, a Laravel app, when you install a fresh Laravel app, there, there's certain conventions. Um, things go in certain places, you know, maybe you even use a models folder. You do a couple of like really basic things in addition to what the, the default out of the box convention is. And you kind of expect things to sort of exist in a top level app folder and subfolders underneath it. But, but there are different schools of thought. And, um, well, I, I was going to say, I, I can tell you're <laughs> old school already because you said maybe you even use a model folder as if that's not what happens now. 
Yeah, that's true. That is the default now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that was very controversial. It used to not be. <laughs> yeah. But but there's other ways of organizing apps. And and I don't want to necessarily get into the the argument of whether those are right or wrong, uh, you know, because it is contextual. But but let's just think of a particular project we inherited where it was completely outside of the normal Laravel conventions. It worked, but so much wrangling was done in service providers and making things work in this this kind of alternate structure that it just it bothered me like why would you do this and i want to change it back to like the default but that was like a, <laughs> so that's kind of like the other end of the extreme right is where it, it certainly has organization but it's just like very different from what you would expect or from what the convention is for the the framework you're working in, in our case laravel how would how would you tackle that aaron like um is it the same sort of process as the underorganized one or, or any additional insights on how to tackle something like that? Yeah, I think it's the same sort of process where you have to understand like why these are in, mm-hmm. in that area, um, what orders things happen. In that particular project, I even remember firing up Xdebug and walking through mm-hmm. and figuring out yep. what order all these different service providers go. Yeah. Because um, there, there was some like matching and logic inside of service mm-hmm. providers you know, in a, in a right. strange way that you know would or would not load other ones and so yeah. there were there was a lot of lot of challenge there but i think again it just comes to like take a a, a few beats to understand what's actually happening here before you mm-hmm. just kind of tear it down and and I, I again i think it comes down to the fact that um you have to understand and comprehend that you're going to maybe hate this <laughs> and you gotta you gotta put that to the yeah. side for for a little while, right? Um, and I I, I mean th- that kind of goes along the same lines of why did this person do this? You know, why did this team do this overly you know complex thing? Which was well because they thought they were going to do it better than what was already out there. Mm-hmm. That's fine, except for are you are you running a business? Are you solving a business problem or are right. you um, doing yeah. computer science work? Yeah, because there's there's a point to like doing things quote a good way and the right Mm -hmm. way, best practices. But when you're starting to re-architect how everything works inside of another tool set, Mm -hmm. then, then, you know, (laughs) that's, that's almost an arrogance in a way, I think sometimes. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I know better than the 13,000 people that put this together. Right. I think the the, the mindset, (laughs) maybe if I had to guess is like, I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> so let's <Yeah>. experiment <laughs> with, like, with different ways. And, and to be fair, um, if I remember correctly, this, this, it was in an earlier version of Laravel. Maybe it was like yeah. early it version in, five or something. Within the fours and it, then okay, they upgraded it to five. Yeah. So, so there was a, there was a lot of legacy back right. and forth there too and stuff. Yeah. And, and there were, there were even things that did not exist in the framework that they kind of bolted in. And so like, you know, to the mindset, like, oh, this is stupid. Now, now when I look at it in the modern age and I'm like, well, why didn't you just use this built-in feature? Well, yeah. that feature didn't exist when, when they wrote this. And so um, that was, that was another thing too. And and, and working through that, cause I think I, I probably spent at least toward the tail and more, more time in that code base than you. Um, I, I just kind of pick battles and it's like, okay, is this something that I could pretty easily remove a bunch of code and use a built-in Laravel feature? Then great, I'll do it. If not, like you said, just kind of live with it and and don't invest weeks or or months in trying to make something back to the convention just because it's what suits you. And and the I like the point about the business case too, because that's another thing, especially when you're brand new to a project. They hired you for a reason. 
Um, and it probably wasn't to reorganize the code, right? There, there are other <laughs> reasons. Um, and so that's that's another very valid point to not jump into that too soon. Not only is it le- less effective, but it's less valuable to the client at that early stage in, in the time you're working with them on it. I, I, think, I think a lot of times we think, uh, well, if I just reorganize the code and get it to where I want it, I'll mm-hmm. be much faster, which is uh, probably wrong. And the reason for that is because, you know, I don't know about you, Joel, but when I estimate the amount of time something's going to take me to do, especially like refactoring, mm-hmm. I'm always spot on. Never takes longer yep. than I expect, right? Same here. Sometimes yeah, less time. And, right. And and so you end up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so you end up you end up spending more time than even what you predicted getting yeah. it back, getting it to a state that nothing happens and possibly you might've introduced some bugs along the way because you, mm-hmm. you didn't understand all of this. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot you have to hold back on with that as well. So, so to summarize this whole episode, when you, when you first open up that code base, just take a deep breath. It's going to be <laughs> okay. You can fix yeah. that later, but don't start tearing it apart on day one. Yep. So I've been doing Zoom video calls because I've been working remote much longer than a lot, a lot of people have, right? Um, you, you did and, it before it was cool. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I was oh, just that's the story of my life. Nope. I did it before it was cool. And I sometimes it still isn't cool, <laughs> the things I do. Um, but I've always been interested in what's behind the people. Hmm. You know, so I remember a lot of times me and you when we first started talking. Um, I would ask you all about the different things behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm looking at your office space here and I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of interesting things. And then there's a shaver. <laughs> yep. Which I, which I find but, a little oh, weird. Just, just to, you can only see the shaver if I move my head to the side. Yeah. So it kind of reveals itself occasionally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, I thought about that when I'm doing my calls and I wanted to be a little bit more professional. Um, and so for this longest time I went and did research on like, Oh, I like those people that have like those really nice wood walls behind them. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up like all the different like places you can buy wood. I'm, I'm in an apartment right now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, boy, I, I don't want to screw stuff into the wall. So it has to be like maybe stick on. Okay. Um, and man, those are all really expensive. Um, and they're like, well, you have to sand this wall so you can stick it on. I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to take these off and, you know, the landlord be like, why is there just a big white patch? You <laughs> right. Know? Um, right. And, and so I'm trying to figure out these, you know, mm-hmm. different things. And then I'm like, well, maybe I can get a room divider to put behind me. Um, and all the room dividers are usually like four or five panels and just a placement of my desk and everything. Like, that's just a little too small. So I was searching around and I finally found a room divider that has like six panels. And so I put it up behind me. And that's, that's what you can see now when we do our video calls. And I thought everything was going good. I thought it looked nice until one person on one of our calls goes, Aaron, are you in a sauna? <laughs> yeah, it kind of has that look. <laughs> like I even hung lights on it and stuff, which yeah, yeah. You, can, you wouldn't you do that never, in a sauna. Yeah, you could never turn on because then it like blasts out the camera. Yeah. But I'm like, there, there, there are some Edison balls, bulbs, you know, that um, this is not a sauna. <laughs> yep, <laughs> should be pretty obvious. I, I was just thinking my background. Um, over my shoulder, I have like this giant Nintendo arcade cabinet and I was on a, a big zoom meeting, you know, a hundred plus people. And I thought I'd be kind of distracting. So I, I put it like a sheet over it 
And that was more distracting because everybody was texting me like, what's under the sheet? So it ended up being uh, trying to make it less distracting actually made it more distracting. (laughs) Do you listen to these podcasts and think, boy, I wish Aaron and Joel were on my team to help? Well, that might actually be a possibility. Head over to nocompromises.io. Right on the homepage, you can see what we do and book a call with us if you'd like to learn more.